Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to Finding India podcast episode three. Uh, I'm your host Anirudh Den, and with me is my friend Ramana Krishnan. And uh, my email ID is anirudh.n@gmail.com. In case of any queries, I'm reachable there. Today the topic we'll cover is what is astrology in itself? What, how does it all come together? Why do what? perspective are we looking at in this podcast with respect to astrology and what we will be looking briefly at the nine planets and their psychological significations so without much ado we'll start okay and thanks again ramana and ramana had raised a lot of these issues in the previous podcast that's why we will start from the very foundation level of what does it mean what is astrology and what what does it mean how does it work etc uh astrology okay interesting so we are all in this world right it seems very arbitrary right a certain data point of your birth time determining your entire future uh determining everything which is there uh it's like it's it is it is it doesn't make sense at least from anything we've learned across in a conventional sense uh, we believe that we are function of our hereditary our genes maybe our education we grown to analyze things from an external point of view right we use certain measurable quantifiable things by which we can be which we understand ourselves our efforts how much we put in a lot of these are characteristics on how we try to evaluate ourselves uh, i would ask the fundamental question is why are we individual what makes us different what gives us our uniqueness what is our individuality uh, why are we so different are we just a random function floating around in the universe where we and a pur- without any purpose or meaning we are just a random set a life which has been formed without any purpose uh, the purushartha in india i am coming from an indian philosophical psychological context uh, indian philosophy typically looked at it in terms of the purusharthas which was covered in the previous episode it believed that man has got four goals dharma artha kama moksha and by following these goals man finds purpose in life and in living and seeing creation as it is now coming to what does astrology mean and how should we use it the indian way would be that we are a certain resonance as of our birth time with the capacities of the universe when does life enter us now these are again more trickier questions because isn't the boom also there aren't we alive in the womb as well why should the birth time be the one which is considered to be the more some astrological uh, schools look at the conception time as well there are certain techniques which people use to try and calculate the conception time isn't that the point of time where life is built at all is first initiated at all uh, to be honest i don't know why birth time exactly works okay i i look at it purely from a practitioner's point of view and i'm saying that it works because birth time gives the psychological depth now what is the psychological depth we come to the plan uh, ramana you mentioned last time about sun sign zodiac etc right and we have this newspaper astrology which says that oh my god one in 12 people have the same future etc we'll come to we okay we see that in twins uh, they have the same sun sign they have the same nurture nature environment they've got identical twins who have mostly more or less the same dna how do they differ what gives them their differentiation if you will 
this is where we come to a certain conception of how astrology was constructed in india it uses something called divisional charts which vary with the minute uh, in india it goes these are certain what is a divisional chart okay uh, we divide the zodiac into different parts right uh we last time we had discussed about the zodiac so let's take a circle of 360 degrees okay if you divide it in 12 parts which is the 12 signs of the zodiac it is 30 degrees for each each zodiac now you divide that zod that each rashi or the zo- sign of 30 degrees you divide it into different parts p indian astrology divides it keeps dividing it up to 144 parts okay there are some people who divide it even up to 300 parts okay you are saying that the 30 degrees gets divided further into 144 parts or uh, you are saying that 360 degrees is divided no, 30 degrees 30 degrees each individual right. sign gets divided into 144 parts right. okay so imagine the level of division that we go into so now uh, even that takes a lot of time right now what is the dynamic element within what is astrology all about we uh, we've heard a lot about sun signs ramana right they're common Uh, in the indian system something which is very common is nakshatra or the star sign the nakshatra terminology is also very close to the zodiac terminology uh, it's related but uh, we use something different we use uh, in in it's very fundamental it's very part of indian astrology it's unique to india also it divides the cosmos the 360 degrees into 27 parts okay and each part is called a nakshatra and the moon's position is considered to be important there now why sun why moon we will get into this when we come to the planets okay and uh, so now we've come to different ways of differentiating zodiac we've already spoken of sun sign and moon sign the most important thing left to understand now is something called the ascendant or the lagna in an indian term okay now what is the ascendant uh, ascendant shows the progress of the day or the horizon the technical word they use is the horizon with respect to the sun's position okay uh, so let's say the sun earth moves around the sun in one in 365 days right okay so what it essentially means is the earth covers 360 degrees around the sun in 365 days so roughly there's 1 degree a minute i mean 1 degree every day the earth completes a rotation around the sun right right okay roughly from an earth's point of view it appears as though the sun is moving 1 degree every day right okay so now that relative motion okay so every day when the sun starts it starts from a fresh uh, it starts on a different point in the th- zodiac okay in the 360 degree space around the earth so the starting point at the day of dawn at dawn is called the ascendant okay it's called the horizon of the planet it's called the horizon okay of the cosmos now that horizon keeps changing every day until the next dawn so it is roughly uh, a cycle from dawn to dawn which is around 24 hours it's not exactly 24 hours right because the sunrise time changes every day okay so that dawn to dawn it shows that the zod the horizon is covered 24 hours because we experienced the sun relative to the earth at all the earth spinning uh, we've experienced it in a 360 degree way earth spins around right its orbit also mm-hmm. okay so relative to the absolute position of the sun 
it appears as though the earth is traveling 360 degrees no but that act. yeah tell me that uh, i mean so uh, you're saying as a result of the rotation uh, right, like uh, every day you're talking of the 360 degree uh, exactly. yeah yeah it is it turns 360 degrees around the sun right that's why we don't have right. sunshine all the time in the equator right. at least right okay so it appears as though it turns 360 degrees correct okay but the sun also moves 1 degree every day around the earth because of the revolution of the earth correct okay so that relative motion of the rotation and the revolution is covered by this point called the ascendant or lagna right okay why is this lagna important okay when you are born it represents you as an individual okay it represents you as a function of the cosmos okay and this ascendant is very sensitive to time right it changes by 1 degree of the, uh, 360 degrees within a day correct right okay so it changes 360 degrees within a day so if i take 30 degrees of this and i start dividing it 30 degrees would be roughly 2 hours in a day right okay and i take the 2 hours and i start dividing that into 144 parts okay mm-hmm. So that is less than uh, a minute. Uh, yeah, that is less yeah, than a about, minute. Right, one twenty minutes, one forty-four divisions. Yeah, so that's less than a minute for every division to take place, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's how sensitive birth time is with respect to astrology. Okay, so now we've come to this one forty-four part. Uh, i told you right that the relative position of all the planets we keep dividing it further and further the space is split into 144 planets so when we come to this every minute there is change there is dynamism okay while calculating the astrology itself we come to the twin condition right why are twins different identical twins they have the same nature as well as the same nurture as per what we understand of conventional human psychology right they are the same genes right. they are the same upbringing okay but astrology has the tools to go further and describe how individuals are different at a very fundamental level okay now next we come to how does this come into a, a psychology what is the psychological function of all of this what is psychology okay uh, it is maybe the description of the mental processes of the mind how we behave how we interact how we are okay and all of this is what i would define as psychology i'll have to look up the dictionary term but broadly this is how i would describe psychology as a sum function of all the mental processes cognitive processes perceptual processes and how they are all integrated together for a human being okay mm-hmm. and uh, we come to it what is it that makes up a human being last time we discussed extensively about the role of the ego right in putting together a certain identity for us right okay so now this identity the ego is considered to be the ahamkar we spoke of leo as a sign if we spoke uh, if you remember right we connected right. leo to the ahamkar the right. sun is the uh, we spoke of rulerships which we said i will get more into in this place okay so it's like the properties of leo are represented by the sun okay at least in this solar system okay uh, 
ramana if you were to think of it think of it right the zodiac signs are spread as stars all over the cosmos correct right. in entirety of space but the ownerships are all planets which are within the solar system right okay so now to understand this dichotomy is to accept that within earth or within the solar system or for a particular human species this is how the lordship works it's not universal right suppose i were in some other planet or some other solar system and they had astrology maybe the lordships would be different what do you mean by lordships would be different uh, you mean that in our context the way we say that saturn is ruling this particular yeah. sign and uh, saturn has a certain characteristics that we associate with uh, you are saying that in an alternate solar system in the uh, say an andromeda uh, system it would have been different it will be different i would say it will be i don't know i actually don't know <laughs> but i would uh, i think it would be different because i mean right. it's not like the solar system is the center of the universe right it's just one planet in the middle of everywhere so right. okay uh so coming back let's look at it this way so you could argue it is a certain uh, arbitrary classification but ramana the problem is uh, not the problem the thing which we don't understand about astrology is again i am coming from a practitioner point of view i don't know why the divisional charts should work i don't know why the 144 why are we why do our psychological characteristics exactly come around this way i don't know all i know is it works <laughs> okay if you ask me for a scientific explanation maybe at a principal level there seems to be some way in which we are psychologically linked to the cosmos or creative or in energy some way we are linked to the cosmos but beyond that i don't know somehow our ancestors seem to have come up with this framework and it works okay i don't know so maybe i have a theory on this not that i mean maybe you can correct me on this i, I am not by default a believer in most such things right but i i have come around to think of it as an equivalent of a machine learning problem the way in, in the context essentially we throw a lot of variables input variables and output variables at a particular problem in the context of machine learning and okay. uh, there is there is a basically a correlation that uh, we derive from it the point okay. i'm getting on to is that maybe uh, because of so many divisions and uh, so many sub characteristics that have gone into the astrology uh, maybe it's a it's a similar point whereby uh, some patterns have been detected and uh, it's it's been i mean the correlation is what you are studying maybe so you are saying there's only correlation no causation no no i i don't care about causation uh, I, I, my point is that even if correlation is there as long as it is useful and predictive okay, okay. that is sufficient uh, yes we we probably don't have an exact scientific causation. principle behind it and that would be the causation aspect of it but if the predictive thing works Okay. uh that's 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 what would count i would imagine uh the trick is what is it mean to predict does the predictive thing work that's something that you would have to answer <laughs> <laughs> i i'm not sure ramana because uh in the indian system we look at it as a record of karma and we say that this karma can be uh what you call is can be changed okay uh it it involves a lot of principles so i think there could be causation or in an indian system maybe we look at beyond causation okay uh, so 
Okay, we are going somewhat into a more philosophical note here. So I'll say that there's something called the gross body in an Indian system. There are different philosophies. There's a gross body. There's a subtle body of dreams. There's a gross body of outer world, etc., etc. There's a subtle body of dreams. There's a causal body of all uh, uh, impressions or deep sleep, etc. That's where when we talk of deep sleep, right? Uh, it's considered that we go into this causal body. And there is something beyond the causal body which comes to Turiya. <laughs> the name of the podcast right. quite, uh, quite kept in as, as Turiya is something which is beyond causation. Uh, so maybe we first have to come to the causal body, Ramana. Maybe, or maybe uh, <clears throat> even all science, metaphysics, etc. What we are doing is fundamentally trying to understand the world through science, right? Uh, in an Indian sense, that is seen as something which is acting through the subtle body or the sukshma sharira or the dream body. Okay, it is all interaction in within the conceptions which we have of the world and the universe. Uh, see, for example, when we talk, we are going into somewhat scientific digressions, but maybe we can't do that. Is uh, even Big Bang is a certain model, right? There's no standardized model yet. Uh, fundamentally, for example, when we talk of the uh, what do you call the grand unifying theory or even string theory we are talking of is why we are trying to do is we are trying to uh, get together one theory which utilizes all the four forces of the world right strong force weak force electromagnetic force and gravitational force we are trying to find one theory which explains all four of them right, right. Uh, strong force weak force and uh, electromagnetic forces have been integrated but the gravitational force is the one which has been uh, which people are not quite able to integrate them okay right uh, if you remember right, Ramana, we had spoken of the Purusharthas. Uh, mm -hmm. So I would say that Artha, uh, Earth, right? We talk about the four elements, Earth, Fire, uh, Air and Water. Water and uh, Fire are not considered to be perceivable, not measurable. Okay, Earth is considered to be measurable. Why? Uh, air has only an interactional reality. Okay. Right. Uh, so we come to the gravitational force, which is purely a measurable force. Okay, so that would be under the Earth category of systems. Okay, uh, we now come to the electromagnetic force, the strong force and the weak force, which are fundamentally interaction-based form forces, which would come into air or karma. Okay, so maybe one reason why we are facing a difficulty of integrating is maybe they are different at a certain level. Now, where you draw the boundary, how you draw the boundary, Maybe that's because of limitation of human consciousness in itself. Okay, but uh, what I'm suggesting is they are fundamentally different things. The strong force, weak force, and the electromagnetic force are more interaction-based forces, while the gravitational force is a different force, which is a more measurable force. Okay. I don't quite get the classification. Maybe uh, we can delve into it at a later point. Uh, but basically, my point is that gravity is also interaction-based, right? Uh, um, it's right. Just that it is mass but, uh, of body-dependent, and, uh, and the other forces are also measurable. The other forces are observed in an interaction level, while Mars is a mass, sorry, not Mars. <laughs> mass is a measurable object, right? It's a tangible object which you're getting into. Uh, electromagnetic force, basically the charge, right. is also measurable. Charge is measurable, but... Uh, charge is an inherent property of a particular... Agreed, but is it a it is it a interactive? Does it have meaning outside? Only if there's a positive charge can there be a negative charge, right? Okay. 
there has to be an equivalence right there has to be a positive for a negative mass is not like that right there can be mass and mass but it is not a interaction based do i, I mean i'm not sure if i made the concept clear but positive and negative are both interaction based right mm-hmm. they are not independent in themselves you can't have a positive without a negative right okay why mass is independent as itself i am um, so basically so the point is that uh, so you can have a standalone proton or, can you? or rather can you i do not know i would imagine yeah, that i can have isolate standalone protons and standalone electrons maybe i i am not sure actually how if you isolate it won't it react you have to keep it in a vacuum maybe at best so that it doesn't react but you're generating it from something taking it to a vacuum and if mm-hmm. the, if it comes to a normal mat material environment as it it gets annihilated right right okay so definitely uh, it is it is fundamentally an interaction all of the experiments which you observe right there because you notice the difference in interaction are you actually able to visualize a proton or a neutron can you see it no okay not a proton neutron but as you go further when proton neutron maybe through an atomic spectroscope something maybe at that level you could visualize it i'm not sure okay i don't know at what level up to what level we can visualize see let's come to as fundamental as sight okay uh, do you think we see everything all the time no okay there are certain limits to our perception right uh, i think right. it comes to into a matter of milliseconds but maybe every millisecond anything shorter of a millisecond if a change occurs we can't see it right, right. or it appears as though our eyes are active all the time but they also have a certain response time within them there's a response time issue there's also the like basically uh, the visual light wavelength ah, there's that issue as well like we can't see ah, infrared ultraviolet and so on yeah uh, that is true that is a more structural way of, that's a more structural thing that is true okay this is the limit in terms of the perception in itself in terms of continuity okay mm-hmm. so i'm saying that a break is as fundamental as a void is as fundamental as a dynamic space in itself okay so i know we've digressed off but let's come back to astrology again because a lot yeah. of concepts around here do relate mm-hmm. okay it's a way of viewing things visualizing things and uh, ha coming back we were still at the zodiac signs we've discussed the zodiac signs in the uh, last episode we were now looking at the planets and how astrology works and you were talking of correlation when it came to the divisional charts right okay and right right so i'm saying there could be a certain causation we spoke of the different bodies and came up to thuria okay and the causational body is not yet clear all of science is now still working at the level of interaction we are trying to perceive we are trying to cut but maybe as a species there are certain limitations which maybe we'll have to look to transcend okay uh, i mean at least indian philosophy or psychology however you call it says that yes we've learned to analyze things at a more subtle level uh, in terms of conceptions etc there is a lot deeper reality when we go into sleep or deep sleep okay there are realities which are deeper within us which could give us even more fundamental answers okay and uh, so when we come to causation and correlation i think maybe there's a causation which people have perceived or somehow they seem to have intuited and come to a certain way of viewing things which i in at this point in time i don't understand i don't know the scientific method has the tools to understand it as well at this particular point in time 
okay yeah okay so we'll now go on to the planets okay uh, we start with the sun okay the sun is given the most importance it's considered to be the symbol of atman etc because uh, it is considered to be the very source of life on this earth okay and uh, it is seen as the uh, assert okay in a, i'm now going on to the psychological principle when we assert ourselves typically we are using the sun our identity i am okay uh, you could link it with leo and the ahankar okay uh, but i the very word i comes from uh, leo uh, it comes from the sun people also equated to jeevatman or individuality or uniqueness all of this comes from the sun particularly when it is at leo uh, ramana we also briefly discussed this ownership and lordship thing which came we keep coming back to uh, we discuss this and i said that right from the solar system's point of view uh, see now i we discussed in detail about what are the cosmic the symbolism of the zodiac and the planets right okay now all of this is knowledge which has been handed on the symbolism of the uh, planets and the zodiac signs now why should this symbolism work in this way i don't know why have rishis or whoever or whoever has given us the zodiac why has the symbolism remain i mean has it remained like this it's not based on the shape of the star alone right okay some of it is like your but there's a lot of symbolism there's a lot of characteristics which have been given to the zodiac sign which aren't quite explainable by simple cause and effect or just viewing it as hey this is a ram and these are for example i'm taking aries aries is represented by a ram and by visualizing the properties as a ram alone we don't get all of the conceptions of it okay or we visualize taurus as a bull there are certain interpretations of the zodiac sign which we take in which have been handed down by tradition and for some reason those uh, interpretations work when we come in, have they been uh, constant or uh, are they invariant or they they are uh, variable as well in time uh, the interpretations is it of the zodiac they have uh, been... not, not just the interpretation but the conception conception that one has about a particular zodiac sign or about a particular planet whether that is something that changes with time or that whether that is a constant i think that has been constant ramana pretty much even within the east and the west in terms of the conceptions there isn't too much difference actually okay some differences are there but honestly there isn't too much difference so it has remained somehow that common knowledge has spread across the symbolism and the interpretations of the planets and the zodiacs have remained of course the divisional charts and rahu ketu are very unique to indian astrology okay but uh, otherwise the other zodiac signs and the seven planets they do have uh, a lot of common uh, meaning across all traditions okay so we've seen so i don't know why the symbolism works we've already seen the symbolism of the zodiac in the previous episode episode uh, we'll now go on to the symbolism of the planet you ask me allocation i'll give you a simple algorithm if you will of the lordships now why this algorithm works i don't know but i can give you the algorithm okay uh, just hold uh, we spoke of the order of the zodiac right last time so i'm saying hold cancer and leo the fourth and the fifth zodiac sign as the constant okay just keep that in the center okay and from 4 and 5 we go to the we go one step backwards from 4 and one step forward from 5 okay we go to 3 and 6 okay 
both of those signs the lordship is mercury the closest planet to the sun what is 3 and 6 i mean what is what are what's the zodiac sign associated with 3 and 6 uh 3 is gemini 6 is virgo right okay then we go to uh 2 and 7 okay taurus is 2 uh libra is 7 okay uh we come to the next planet from the sun we come to venus okay so the lordship is allocated that way taurus is owned by venus and libra is also owned by venus we come one more step backward and forward i mean backward from this we come to 1 and 8 we come to we skip earth we come to mars so aries is ruled by mars scorpio is ruled by mars okay we take the next step which is the 12th sign of the zodiac we are going backwards okay and we are coming to the 9th sign of the zodiac okay the 12th sign of the zodiac is pisces while the 9th sign of the zodiac is sagittarius both of these are owned by jupiter the planet after mars okay and finally we come to the 10th and the 11th signs of the zodiac capricorn and aquarius which are both owned by saturn the planet after jupiter right okay so this is the algorithm for generating the ownerships keeping cancer and leo as a center okay cancer is owned by moon and leo is owned by sun okay so this algorithm if you will gives a lot of details on what is it that is uh, why how the zodiac owner lordships are allocated and uh, aspect bit does has no role to play in the context of astrology Uh, which one? Asteroid belt between Mars Asteroid, and Earth. Uh, uh, Sorry, between Mars and Jupiter. Uh, okay, asteroid belt has been has not been given any significance. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's considered to be concentrated enough, etc. Uh, Western astrology does give some significance to quite quite a bit of significance actually to Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. uh again it they work at a very cosmic level in terms of because their lives their cycles are typically beyond the human span uh it is but i mean pluto were discovered in the past say, 300 years right i mean uh, pluto was yeah. discovered about 100 150 years ago maybe uh 350 uh, 250 years ago i would say i think 750s or 1750s or something but yeah neptune possible okay but uh, okay for now they have given importance to it because they wanted to incorporate it uh india has stuck on to this we've used rahu ketu a lot more uh from a psychological perspective based on my observation and all that uh, i have seen this rahu ketu work a lot uh we will cover this more in terms of basics of astrology and what are the dasha systems etc okay that time we will come more into rahu ketu etc but uh, okay so we've covered a lot of the basic principles of how astrology works etc uh we will stop this podcast at this point in time i think we've covered a lot of ground on the principles underlying astrology the allocation of lordships etc next episode we'll take up the planets and their ownerships uh any but before we end uh, yeah, yeah. yes yeah. yes yeah yeah tell so i want to know so basically in the context of uh predetermined versus free will how okay. does this fit in uh yeah how does this fit in is it how does design? the indian astrological framework fit in in the context of uh, what is predestined or predetermined versus the free will that some 
I mean, I believe so we will exist, right? So, uh, how does that fit in in this context? Hmm. Okay. Uh, Ramana, because, uh, I, the point I is think, that. Uh, sorry. Ha, ha. Keep this question going. I do have some version of an answer for this based on an astrological framework, but for that, I will have to get into the planets and their properties. We've discussed the lordship properties of the planets. We will have to discuss some state called the exalted and the debilitated state. Okay. Uh, then when we come to that, we will come to this free will versus determinism question. Okay. So that's okay. a good question to park uh, yeah. for a future episode then. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, particularly, I think even the next episode when we are talking about the planets and their uh, significations, I think we can park it for that. Perfect. Okay. Thanks a lot, Ramana. And thank you, uh, uh, listeners. You are keep pouring in your feedback as well. It helps us improve. And yeah. do suggest different topics that you would want Anirudh to explore as well. Okay. The email ID is anirudh.n at gmail.com.